0: Hey, what's up, Z-Pack? It's your boy MD. Okay, today I want to talk about something catastrophically important, and that is sexually transmitted disease. And no, I'm not going to call it sexually transmitted infections, because that's dumb. And I won't let the ner- word Nazis win. We don't call it the Center for Infection Control, or CIC. It's the Center for Disease Control. Enjoy yourself. Here's the problem. Sexually transmitted diseases are flourishing in the USA. Uh, We are at epidemically high levels. In other words, we've never had levels of sexually transmitted infections at at the point where we are now. Not only that, but we're seeing resistance to antibiotics and standard treatments for things like gonorrhea, which is severely problematic. So what I want to talk about today is something that a lot of clinicians don't even know is a thing, and that is EPT, or Expedited Partner Therapy. Let me back up. Let's say you come in and you're diagnosed with chlamydia or gonorrhea. At this point, the doctor knows something that you might also know, which is most likely your partner is also infected. And it is also common for these infections to be completely without symptoms in the partner. So that means that if you go back to that partner, even after getting your course of antibiotics or your one-time treatment and you're supposed to wait seven days after the initiation of treatment to have sex, of course most people won't, and you're supposed to test all your partners for the past 60 days because they could be infected, it doesn't hardly ever actually happen because number one, people are lazy, number two, people are cray, number three, we don't have resources, right? And so for that reason, the partner's probably a reservoir of infection. The patient goes back, gets reinfected. And this is a huge problem because not only do you get reinfected, that partner can also spread disease to other people and promote the onset of resistance to the treatment. So what has historically happened is doctors tell the patient, listen, bro or gal, you need to tell your partner to come in. And here are some resources, have them come in, we will test them, we will screen them for other sexually transmitted infections, we'll screen them for pregnancy if it's a woman, and we'll do counseling and we'll treat them as necessary. Well, it turns out the data has shown that this is not a very effective strategy because people don't follow up, they don't have the resources, they don't talk to their partners. Lots of different things happen. So there was a study in 2014 looking at what happens if you actually just go ahead and treat the sexual partner of the patient, the patient you're treating currently. This is called expedited partner treatment. Now, immediately, many doctors are going to be triggered and nurse practitioners and PAs are going to be triggered. They're going to go, wait, 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 wait. Every single board of medicine in the United States would flip out and do flip out when you treat patients that you've never seen, don't have a relationship with, and haven't examined. This is common ethics. You don't treat patients you don't have a relationship with. Why? Because you can cause harm. You don't know what their allergies are, you don't know what their other conditions are, you haven't screened them, you haven't counseled them. So this sounds like a terrible idea, right? Well, in 2014, they studied this. What happens if you just call in a prescription for the partner of the patient you're seeing? And only really for patients that aren't gonna come in, that don't have the resources, et cetera. Or you you, you give the patient the prescription to give to their uh, partner. Well, it turns out that the data showed that they were more likely that the partners got treated. There was a lower risk of reinfection of your patient. So in other words, outcomes were better. Okay, so this was actually a really eye-opening concept that you could actually treat a patient that you don't have a relationship with. Now, here's the thing. Is it legal? Well, it turns out in most states, it is. The exceptions are Kentucky and South Carolina. In those states, it's not yet legal to treat a partner without seeing them. There are a few states, a handful, I think six states, including Puerto Rico, where it's ambiguous. You don't really know. Now, you can imagine the risk of this. You're treating a patient, you don't know what their allergies are, you don't know what other medicines they're on, you don't know what their comorbidities are, but on balance, the CDC, Center for Disease Control, not Infection Control, um, has said that on balance, it's a positive and they recommend it because the risks of this treating a partner are outweighed by the benefits, reducing reinfection, reducing uh, transmission, and reducing resistance. So for this reason, it turns out, and I agree with this, it's a harm reduction strategy, that we can treat partners without seeing them, and that CDC guidelines say you can do this, And if you review in in things like up-to-date, et cetera, they also advocate this. Now, they also advocate more studies. So we need bigger studies to see what are the downsides of this. Are are we having allergies? Are we showing uh, changes in resistance patterns? Are we finding that there are other adverse events? One of the biggest difficulties is, of course, now you lose a chance to counsel and screen the partner. What if the partner has HIV and it's untested? What if the partner has syphilis and it's untested and you're just looking at gonorrhea, chlamydia? So these are big problems. And this is why the CDC itself says, for men who have sex with men, they don't recommend this. Because it's more likely in those relationships that you could have gonorrhea of the pharynx, resistant diseases, and HIV that's untreated. And so just blindly treating the partner remotely doesn't make sense in those populations and it needs more study. So that's the nuance of this. Now how would you do this? Because now gonorrhea, for example, the the indications given rising resistance, they're saying, actually there's no good oral treatment as a single dose like there used to be. It used to be you could just give an oral you know, cephalosporin like cefixime, something like that. Now they're saying, no, you have to come in and get a 250 milligram injection of ceftriaxone, but they're making an exception for expedited partner therapy. They're saying, well, in this case, you can do two drugs, uh, oral cefixime and oral azithromycin, give it together and hope for the best because there's still harm reduction in that compared to no treatment at all. And that should be your placebo is no treatment at all. And the data seems to suggest that's worse than expedited partner therapy. So the call to action, z educate your fellow caregivers about this. Think about it in patients that you're treating whose partner isn't gonna come in, and that's the key thing. You just don't think they have the wherewithal to come in and follow up with the appointment. Uh, and spread the word. And if your state has outlawed this or is vague about it, maybe you you wanna lobby for legislation that's gonna change that. Talk to your own medical board and go to the CDC's website. We'll put links in the comments and in the web post for this where you can learn more about whether your state is covered and what the details of this are in terms of legality. They have more details at CDC's website. If you like this sort of educational programming, You can support it by becoming a supporter on Facebook. There's a button that says become a supporter. You get access to all kinds of cool live videos with just me, early releases, rough cuts, different things like that. So it helps us a lot to become a supporter. So please sign up and we out. Peace. Damn, that was informative.